Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Well, since we're talking about baptism, um, there is an 11-page teaching on our website, awakening.co.nz, on water baptism. Uh, So if you want to have a look at that. The interesting thing is that water baptism is incredibly important in regard to the power of God. Um, Because partly water baptism is where you get your authority from. So you get your power from the Holy Ghost baptism. But in part, you get your authority from water baptism. Um, So have a look at that. Um, I'm about to give, uh, since we're talking about baptism, we'll talk about, we'll give a joke for a Baptist, say. And before anybody gets offended, the reason why I've chosen the Baptists is um, because I have a guy who leads Zambia for me. Um, We have the Zambian president coming along to our meetings now, which is awesome. Um, And um, the Baptist, he's a Baptist, Holy Ghost-filled Baptist. And he's kind of heading towards being the continental leader um, for the ministry uh, for Africa. Um, and he, so he's going for his first international trip for me um, this week. And so that's pretty, exi- pretty exciting. So I'm going to give you a Baptist joke. There's a Baptist who um, realises that there is somebody in his church who hasn't been here for years and years. Um, you want to get that timer started? Um, thank you. And... Um, <laughs> So he decides, look, he'll go and visit this guy. And so he goes visit, visits him and sits down with him and says, look, why don't you come along to church? And uh, the guy says, look, I'll make a deal with you. He says, if, if, you, if you'll try some of my peach brandy and tell the church that you drank the peach brandy on Sunday, I'll come to church. The Baptist minister thinks about this for a minute. And he says, yep, I'll do that. So come Sunday, the Baptist minister is speaking and recognises the man and says, look, I'd just like to acknowledge, we'll call him Bruce, I'd just like to acknowledge Bruce um, for the peaches that he gave me and the spirit in which it was given. (laughs) All right, let's get started. Um... The reason why I actually said that, there is a reason for it. And this is all related to the power of God. We need to be careful. If we want to see the power of God move in our meetings, that we don't do the the things that God likes. And that we don't do the things that God hates. We had a conference this week. Um... One which has been quite a struggle to get organised. Um, it happened in Uganda. We had 20 different denominations joined together um, from a 500 kilometre radius, so that's a thousand kilometres. And many of them weren't baptised in the Holy Spirit. So the first thing that I did was I taught a little bit about what is a teaching that is from the Pentecostals that is actually wrong and needs to be sorted out 
because it has caused huge offence. So we went through that teaching. It's called being filled with the Holy Spirit. And we'll do some of that. Not much happened in the first meeting. I was a little bit disappointed about, there were a number of other people that were there. It was mainly, it was about 200 pastors, I suppose. We had one person who was instantly healed of heart, of heart disease. We had 10 people who were instantly healed of um, pains and aches and all that kind of stuff. And that's pretty normal now in our, in our meetings. Um, but I was a little bit disappointed. And the second day, it, it got better. We talked about Jesus and the Spirit of God. And 250 people turned up. And then there was all these people we could see in the brightness of the windows, peering through the windows. Another 35 people accepted Jesus that day. But again, I was not satisfied. I got a phone call from the organiser and he said, we have people who just can't stand because of the heat. We need tents. And so I sent some money over and they put another 200 seats in. What happened next was astonishing. I preached, which I'm going to preach at the next service, something on the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I'll touch on the baptism of the Holy Spirit because I recognize that you've got busy lives. At 11 o'clock on the dot, which is their lunchtime, my connection died. And I thought, oh, well, praise God, you know, I've declared what I want to declare and, you know, they can go on and I've learned from this. We're never going to have a conference there again. And then 15 minutes later, it comes back on and says, where are you? It says, why? It says, well, the Holy Ghost has turned up. What happened was that all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost came in. All of the pastors who had never spoken tongues before from all these different denominations were suddenly filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues. But that was only a small part of it because what happened next was that there were instant deliverances. People just were in mass, were knocked over by the power of God. Miracles started to break out. 200 people rushed into the room to get touched by God. They had to pull down all of the electrics because they, that was all hired and were concerned that everybody, that things would get damaged and people would get hurt. Then what happened was people two kilometres away heard the commotion and ran to see what was happening. And as they entered the ground, they were struck by the power of God and instantly repented and accepted Jesus Christ. Let's talk about the power of God. The thing that we've got it wrong, and I've preached it myself, and so I'm here too, is that we have defined baptism in the Holy Spirit as being filled with the Holy Spirit. 
which is true. When we are baptised in the Holy Spirit, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. But what it's done is it's put a huge barrier up for non-Pentecostals because they believe that you're filled with the Holy Spirit when you're born again. Who's correct? Both. You see, one of the things that we learn from Proverbs chapter 6, verse 14, is that there's one thing that God hates, and that is when we cause discord amongst brethren. You know, we tend to think of the major sins as being adultery, you know, love of money, those kind of things. And sexual immorality is different from every other, every other sin. It is more serious because it destroys the glory that is within you. But when you look at the seven things that, cause it, that are called an abomination in the sight of God, actually discord and lying tongue and bearing false witness, they are there but not adultery, which is a sin. So what happened that I didn't know was on the first meeting there was a major reconciliation that occurred between the pastors. And they said, yeah, we want to gather together now. We want to not gather around a denomination, but we want to gather around Jesus Christ. So being filled with the Holy Spirit starts at the new birth. When you become a believer in Jesus Christ, that He died, that He rose again, and that He's at the right hand of the Father, then instantly the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. It's not a little bit. It's not a. It's not just a. You know, a, a little. You know, let, let's let's just give. Let's just give this person just a, a little bit of the Holy Spirit. I. I hope he doesn't see it. Well, in some ways, I do hope he sees it. If it's online today, I had a. I had a phone call from a pastor, in another land, and yeah, he wanted some money. And I, he said, oh, look, we need money because the place we've moved to, and it was against my advice that he moved. And he said to me, I said, well, why, why did you move when I told you not to move? Why did you move when I said you don't have the money to move? And he, he said this, which is a really interesting statement. He said, because God was in that place. Now, that sounds good, but it's actually wrong thinking. Where is God? Where you are. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6. You know, we all know, we've talked about this before, but I'll say it again because some of you may not have been there. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6. We know that the Holy Spirit's inside of us, right? Because, you know, the temple of the Holy Spirit. We know that Jesus is inside of us. Right, because he says, I'll abide in you. But the Father's inside of you as well. Uh, yeah, you've, you've got everything you need inside of you. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you, you, can, uh, you, know, you can do miracles. 
I mean, what I, what I saw happened in Tororo is something I've read about in books that happened under Maria Woodsworth Etta, who was the person who probably started before, um, before um, Azusa Street, who started the Pentecostal revival. She was an amazing woman who, uh, you know, people round about would just, they, they, they would be mocking her and laughing her, laughing at her, and then the next instance they're on the ground, streets away, struck by the power of God. That's what we saw happen. John 7 verse 37, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, it's just that one thing, he who believes in me, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. It's really interesting, isn't it, that it says rivers, not just one river. And I think what Jesus is referring to is the Garden of Eden. Out of that garden came four rivers. Out of you are rivers, plural, of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit in whom those believing in Him would receive. For the Holy Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So when you are born again, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay. We are filled with the Holy Spirit when we believe in Him and when we receive Him because that's what it says in that Scripture. So the next time that we see the the infilling of the Holy Spirit is on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So they were filled again when they were baptised in the Holy Spirit. But wait, there's more. The next thing that happens is that they start to get persecuted by the Jews, the bulls of Bashan. And again, the place was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they spoke with boldness and again, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 says, Be on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine. Instead, that leads to dissipation. Instead, be on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So how do we get filled with the Holy Spirit. We're born again. If we want more, we get filled with the Holy Spirit. If we want more, we get some persecution. And by the way, for those of you who are, who are prayer warriors, my director of learning in Sierra Leone was attacked by nine Muslims the week before last. He's got gashes on his head where he was attacked with a knife. He's back out there today doing the work of the ministry. Acts chapter 4, verse 31, being filled with the Holy Spirit comes out of a desire for spreading the gospel. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled today was together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the Word of God with boldness. 
What is the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit? Not talking about power, not talking about water, about baptism in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to definitely run out of time, so that's going to have to be the next one. But what is the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit? Evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit is the kingdom of God being evident upon your life. Not just in you, because as soon as you're born again, the kingdom of God comes into you. Why? Because Jesus comes into you and Jesus is the King. So where the King is, there is a kingdom. So there is a kingdom inside of you now. And that's on the website as well. It's called the kingdom of God is here now. The kingdom is here now. The evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit is the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy. I had my worst week this week in a year. I even used the S word. I had a really bad week. Everything the devil threw at me was to try and rob me of my peace and my joy and my righteousness. Immediately after that, I says, oh God, I'm sorry. If we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, as we were going through the issues this week and Kristen and I were working through some things that were, you know, affecting us at work and I said, oh God, I've got this conference. And by the way, on that third night, I was exhausted. I was totally exhausted. In fact, I nearly fell asleep just before the Spirit of God fell out, um, you know, fell down. Set your minds and, and, you know, while we're working through this and the things that are happening at work, and I said, oh God, what, what do I do about these things that are robbing me of my peace and trying to cause discord? And, and he said, set your minds on things above, not on the things of this earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. You know, I might share about this in the next testimony about a vision that I had that involved um, Smith Wigglesworth where I met up with him in a vision. But Smith refused to have the newspaper. His Timothy, the person who, he, who was you know, getting ready and actually took over his ministry after his die, died, walked up to his room, walked up to his, his um, if you imagine that, uh, um, that this is the doorway, so quite a close. He had a, he had a really poor house, um, Smith. And so he's, he's walking down the road with his newspaper under his arm. And he turns through the gate. Smith is on the, on the, um, the balcony. For those of you who don't know Smith Wigglesworth, look it up. He, astonishing miracle. Um, many, many people raised from the dead. Um, and he said, what is that under your arm? And he said, it's a newspaper. The guy replies, a newspaper. He says, well, you can put that outside. You're not coming into this place with a newspaper. Might seem a little bit extreme. But if you want to see the power of God move in your life, you need to have that righteousness, that 
peace and that joy walking and working in your life. You know, the videos that started coming through from the conference was just stupendous. I mean, just people were just being, you know, on the floor and, you know, laughing and, and, and crying. And people, you know, I'm running out of time. So what is the, dif- what is the difference between the baptism of the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit? And we'll look at that later in the next session. The difference is power. Did you know that the evidence of speaking in tongues, sorry, the evidence of the, of the baptism in the Holy Spirit is not all is tongues, but the proof of baptism in the Holy Spirit is power. I'll say that again because I may not have said it right. The evidence of speaking in tongues, or a, sorry, let me reframe that. A evidence of speaking in tongues, of, of baptism in the Holy Spirit is tongues. The proof of speaking of, <laughs> the proof of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is power. So what happens got a cup here I won't spill on the carpet I promise okay what happens when you're filled with the Holy Spirit at new birth you're filled what happens when you're baptized looking for something what happens if I could have a bucket for the next service, please. For the next service. What happens when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit? Your cup goes into the water. That's water baptism. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, your cup, your vessel goes into the Holy Spirit and it says this. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. I'll just quote it. I'll probably quote it wrong, but that's okay. For the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will receive power. So when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, your vessel gets dipped, as it were, under and in. Why? Because you are in Christ and Christ is in you. And the Spirit of God is the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So when you are filled, right, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes inside of you. Jesus comes inside of you. But when you are water baptised, you get immersed under the water. The cup fills up. It comes out and it flows all over. When you are baptised in the Holy Spirit, you are immersed in the Holy Spirit. You come up and you are filled with the Holy Spirit again, but it's also on the outside of you. That's how that works. Where I can be sitting in New Zealand and the power of God is evident 
in Africa. You see, I don't get, I, I, um, sometimes I get excited. I'm getting less and less excited, which is a good thing because it means my preaching is better. But it's not about me. It's about me abiding in Jesus, staying in Him. I actually think that, you know, that God has a really good sense of humour and it's a good way of just, you know, keeping me humble because usually it happens the instant I turn off the video link. (laughs) You know, I'm teaching away and all I'm doing is teaching I'm reading through notes you know it's not and so I either the video link gets disturbed or I get I turn off and I think well that was a waste of time and then Holy Ghost turns up and he says oh phew I got rid of him (laughs) now I can move oh God I love you it is such a blast. So I've got one and a one minute left. Thank you. Well, I don't really want to. I think the message is out there. I think the message is because, uh, you know, that was what what Smith said. He said, "I will not have in my house house anything that robs me of my faith. Anything that robs us." of peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost is a distraction. God is looking in this house. You know, I, I man, I'd love to see revival break out in this place. Can you just imagine people two kilometers from here hearing the commotion that's how the revival started in Arnhem Land. For those of you who heard that story, you know, fire came on the top of the building where we were meeting. They saw it. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media.